0: How can the European leaders boost the long-term security and prosperity of EU members at the same time advancing a European vision for the future in an era of increasing competition between the United States and China? Well that's the subject of a hot topic and debate inside the EU these days. I'm Ruz Ali Abadi, join me as in this episode of Ruzgas will be looking at the future of Europe. So let's get started, people. Why don't we think about these questions first, and then we're gonna to get to the arguments and what the Europeans are arguing about. So here's the first question. Should Europe double down on strengthening traditional transatlantic relations in hopes of containing China's growing power uh, to set new trade and technology rules and to, in a way, bolster support for so-called Western values of human rights and individual liberty? Here's the second question. Should Europe engage both newly dysfunctional Washington with Mr. Biden and ever more assertive Beijing? And here's the third question. Should Europe in a way strengthen uh, Europe's strategic independence from both the United States and China? So let's think about these questions for a bit Well, for a moment, at least for this moment, the answer looks to be all of the above. Well, if this was a multiple choice question, but it is not. It's geopolitics, people. Well, the European Union is clearly hoping that President-elect Biden, or maybe I should just say President Biden, will promote US-EU relations as part of his America first approach to foreign policy and, and warning the U.S. allies to take America's taxpayer for suckers, former President Donald Trump, proved willing to question the value of NATO and to slap tariffs on European steel and aluminum. Well, it's no wonder then that after Biden's November victory, the European Commission quickly issued a report titled, ready for this, a new era of EU-U.S. agenda for global change. That is a long uh, topic, by the way which called for greater transatlantic cooperation on trade, digital regulation, data privacy and strengthening NATO screening foreign uh, foreign particularly chinese investment and limiting china's ability to set new technology standards. I by the way, I highly recommend everyone reading that report. It is interesting. And yet, as discussed in previous uh, podcast episodes that I've had in the past, I think back in 2020, While European allies are all too conscious that Trump and his, in a way, uh, defiantly uh, unilateralist approach to traditional US allies remain popular with enough Americans, yes, over 70 million of them, that Europe could face a less friendly face in Washington again very soon. In politics, four years or eight years is very soon, people. While there is also recognition in Europe that China remains strong and flexible and will continue to offer important commercial opportunities for European companies. Here's the next thing. That's why the EU was also very quick in signing major investment deals with China. Think about it. Once Mr. Biden's victory persuaded China to offer important last-minute concession, well, EU took advantage of that. Beijing wants to avoid a united US and EU break on their expansion of its global influence on trade and technology. While the Biden team hoped Europe would kind of hold off on that agreement, but EU officials saw it differently and were willing to set aside deep concerns about China's recent push in a way to limit democracy in Hong Kong or its use of oracle Muslim slave labor in the Chinese region of uh, Xinjiang or Germany's Anglo-Merkel also has publicly rejected calls to contain China in favor of pragmatic engagement. But change is coming to Europe, people. Yes, Anglo-Merkel will soon exit the political stage. And France's president, Emmanuel Macron, will become, at least for the time being, Europe's most prominent voice. And Mr. Macron, like many French presidents extending back to Charles de Gaulle, is in a way a Forceful champion of European strategic independence, while his vision of Europe is collective security, which would give the EU a robust defense capability also outside of NATO. This is easing dependence on the U.S. for European security. Well, Mr. Macron's recent high-profile debate—I also recommend watching that—on the subject. Um, with the German defense minister in a way emphasizes his ambition. There are also those who want to strengthen the euro, yes the European currency, for greater use as an international reserve currency to uh, to in a way reduce the reliance on the US dollar. For now, I would argue realism will prevail. While despite several decades of differences on important questions, the EU has no more powerful military and trade ally than the United States, while NATO in a way boosts Europe's security at low cost to European uh, taxpayers. Yet the commercial opportunity offered by China and Beijing's growing global influence will probably expand, while Emmanuel Macron will soon be far too distracted by next, year, uh, next year's French elections, to change skeptical minds on strategic independence and autonomy of Europe. But for now, people, debates within the EU will continue. That all of the above approach is working, but the truth is that the European dilemma isn't going away anytime soon. So we'll be watching.